You're listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Cape. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. Everybody, welcome to a brand new Comic Crusaders podcast. I'm your boy Omega. Thank you for joining today. We got an amazing independent creator. My man here got a, a, a press called Coffee Time Comics. He's a writer that loves crime and horror comics. He also apparently loves cats a lot. You know what I mean? If you could tell from, from the thing right there. All right, homie got an amazing new project. Corona Kickstarter right now that that we need. We help get make sure that bad boy get funded. It's an amazing comic book story, black and white art, uh, with, with a deep story to it. But it's you know very entertaining, man. Make you know it hooks you like a fish. I see so much potential here. Let me introduce the man behind this, the one, the only, Mr. John. And I hope I'm saying this right, correct, Key? Hey, you got it, man. That works. How's hey, it going? where am I? I'll make a guy get on the name right. It's like a couple of weeks in a row. Yo, welcome, welcome. Right. How you doing? <laughs> I'm good, man. Thanks for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. Nah, brother, I um, appreciate you reaching out to talk about the greatness of this awesome project and putting this, you know, w- within my vision. I appreciate it because I- I- I'm digging it. All right, great. I'm glad to hear that. Um, I just want to correct something real fast. The Kickstarter actually ended. It got funded. It ended. It ended. It got funded. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but it's currently available on Gumroad. Um, Ooh, so Gumroad. we're working on the second issue right now. Give me that link. Give me that link for Gumroad when you can. I'm here. I'm going to say hello in this private chat of ours. Say hello. Give it to me there, and I'll make sure that um I'll add that to our, our link, and people could get that nice printed copy in their hands of digital copy, however we're doing this, all right? But talk about okay. yourself, Sean, for a minute. Where, where you at? Where you from? Um, right now, I'm in Portland, Oregon. Uh, I grew up in Connecticut, though. Uh, I was born in Bridgeport, and then... Lived there for most of my life, like, well, most of my early life for about the first 20 years. Lived in Florida after that. Moved out to, back to Connecticut, out to California and Nevada, and now I'm in Oregon. Now, going back to Nevada later this year, though, so kind of bounce around a lot. Oh, goddamn, bro. Man, it's just like me, brother. I've been everywhere. I've been, you know, I'm a New Yorker that went to Mass, to Rhode Island. Now I'm in Florida, and we're thinking about what's next. And then when they were in New York, we went to almost every borough except the Bronx. All right, all right. <laughs> I mean, awesome. So, um, how, so how was it growing up in Connecticut? You know, you know, comic book wise. You know, who introduced you to the culture, and that you have a tribe, a group of friends was popping there. Well, Connecticut. Um, my uncle was probably the biggest influence with comic books for me because he would just give me his old issues. He would read them and give them to me. So, just you know, give them. Oh, that's with, a good deal, bro. Shout out to yeah, uncle. it was great deal. <laughs> Yeah, so I ended up with, like, tons of Spider-Man comics and just all, all oh. sorts of stuff. Um, when I started getting into them on my own, I would go more for uh, – I was always more towards, like, the stuff like Gru or um, – I like to uh, – I love the old EC comics, Tales from the Crypt, Hulk, Hunt mm. of Bear, all that stuff. That's, that's like, my jam, you know? That's, like, my biggest inspiration from when I was a kid up until now. Um, but beyond that, uh, you know, my friends weren't huge into comics. Uh, so I was kind of a loner in the comic the lone wolf. But, yeah, but they, yeah. they knew if they needed a superhero question answered, John was the go-to guy. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> grew up going to um, Cave Comics in um, 
uh, Newtown, Connecticut. That was my comic book store. That's where I used to go when I was younger. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. I think, I don't know, you know, I think I went there when I visited a couple of years ago, uh, just to check them out and see if they were still around. But now I'm guessing they are because like they're one of the only comic shops I remember being in the area. So hopefully. Well, let's let's talk, man, because LCSs are having a struggle. You know, we got to support each and every one of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so from there, you know, uh, that, was, that was, like, where my interest started, basically. From my uncle and just, like, uh, kind of my own journey with comics was getting more. I found more – I was more attracted to, like, the independent stuff. Like, I would read, like, Milk and Cheese and – you know, all that crazy stuff. <laughs> yeah, I get it, man, because I would go to, to uh, the New York, uh, you know, cons back in the day, like the Big Apple cons, and, you know, mm-hmm. I would always, you know, kind of dig the more independent covers and titles. They just look so different and cool. And, okay, this, you know, Cap and everybody, no disrespect to the big two, you know, but all those type of cons, like, okay, everybody does this. And, like, you know, I, I want to look for something a little bit different. You know, and it was always available. So always a salute to my indies from back in the day. Always been an inspiration, you know. So thank you for taking this journey yourself. So, you know, to yeah, dive yeah. in and be creative. So talk about that creative journey, my brother. So, you know, here you are, a lone wolf growing up, you're talking about, right? I mean, you know, you're not, no one is much of a big fan of this. But what inspired you to start creating then? You know, was it that loneliness, if you will? Ah. <laughs> uh. You know, well, I mean, I had friends. They just weren't into comics. I was, like, the loner in the comics. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, I don't know where it all came from, man. I, I used to love just consuming, like, movies and comics and um, as much as I could, reading books. You know, I was reading Stephen King when I was in, like, sixth and seventh grade and just, like, sixth you know, getting freaked out by that King, That's some heavy stuff, you know, for a sixth grader. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I just started, like, you know, that's, that's what kind of inspired me. It was just taking all that information in and just – wanting to tell my own stories. Uh, so, you know, creative writing classes were the only class I probably looked forward to in school and um, oh, man, probably started within those areas. Then my dad would challenge me and have me, you know, give me an idea and uh, have me write a story. And, um, yeah, eventually I just started doing my own thing. It took it took a while to really start doing my own thing, probably like very early 20s when I finally sat down and said, hey, I'm going to start writing scripts and just see where it goes with that, you know. Oh, wow. Yeah, and let me tell you, man, you know, creative writing, wow, bringing me back that I even had that in my junior high school, a creative writing class. Great teacher, man. Shout out, you know, great stuff that definitely had the mind, you know, flipping. <laughs> on oh, ideas. yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's great stuff when you do that. So, all right, so how is it that you learn to do scripts then? Is that something you taught yourself or you went to school? How, how did that come about, you know, for you to start tackling, you know, what you wanted to do? Well, uh, scripts, I started figuring it out by myself. Uh, you know, I would read books. I started off writing, like, you know, trying to write screenplays and everything, you know. Um, that's what I would do on my own in Connecticut. Eventually, I moved out to California, and I was doing a little bit of that. They were all garbage. Um, where in California? Where did you go well, to California, uh, man? Why or where? Why and where? <laughs> oh, why? Yeah, well, you know, I wanted to get involved in film. Um, but I lived in Los Angeles for about six years or so, kind of moving all over the valley. Lived in Glendale, Northridge, North Hollywood, all over the place. Oh, damn, bro. See, you got it around, homie. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, once once I moved there, though, that's where I met um, one of my oldest friends, Tobias. Uh, we did our first comic together. 
you know, he was an artist. He was awesome. He had his own unique style. Um, he still does. Uh, he's actually tattooing now and still doing his own thing with prints at Comic-Cons and everything. So he's still in it with that, at least. Are you um, tatted by him? Am I what? Has he tatted you yet? Not yet. He just started tatting, um, like, er- earlier, like, late last year. Like, okay. maybe he's been doing it for like six, seven, eight months, but he's doing really well. So okay. before I move back to Nevada, he's up in Washington now. I'm going to go up and visit him and get something on me. There you go. That's a love for the homie, man. Get tatted, by Oh, yeah. Homie. I told you, you believe in his art. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, he's awesome. He's what great. are you going to get? What would you get from him? From him? Yeah. Oh, man. From him, I almost I, he's had these bear designs. They're his own invention that he's been doing for years. It's just like, you know, every artist kind of has their thing that they draw over and over again, I think. And those were his things. So maybe I'll do that, or I might have him do, like, a Frankenstein's monster or something. You know, something nice, crazy. Nice, 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 yeah. nice. Digging it, digging it, digging it. All right, so talk about stepping in now. Okay, so you're doing, you know, learn, doing your script writing and whatnot, learning all that, you know. When is the first time, you, you know, you started, like, sending out those scripts and, and started getting, you know, some, some fish, if you will, on the hook uh, on your stuff? Well, uh, it, we, I actually started kind of independent from the start. Um, you know, doing web comics. Uh, I really, I didn't start sending scripts out to publishers until a few years ago. Um, okay. But I started with web comics with Tobias. We had one called Coffee Time, which this is where Coffee Time Comics comes from. I kind of just stuck with that this whole time. Um, and the other one was called Across the Way. Uh, Coffee Time was more of a slice of life kind of comedic thing, um, kind of based on our means by us working in cafes together and just kind of yeah. came out of that. Um, it's just, it was like an amalgamation of all our love of like kung fu and gangsters and like just comedy and we put it all into this crazy comic. Um, and then we kind of moved into Across the Way, which is more of a, a crime thing. And that's kind of where I was like, man, I really enjoy writing this. And then kind of stuck to it from there, uh, kept going with the crime stuff and, uh, I also got into some horror things too. Well, again, here's a guy that tells me he's loving EC, Volta Horror, those whole horror comics, and they're a combination of mm-hmm. both that noir and horror at times. So, you know, obviously you will kind of be digging that type of route. I, I love it. Um, so, well, when you first started doing, you know, p- doing the pitch now, like stepping away from the web comics, you know, how was mm-hmm. that journey like? Did you find that to be easy? Um. You know, I, I put together a couple of pitches uh, to send out. Nothing really stuck, though. So it's not, it's, it wasn't easy because, you know, it was fun because now I have all these ideas I had to work with and all these scripts made um, that I'm working with now and kind of looking forward to the future with. Uh, but it wasn't until Kickstarter, to be honest. So after that, the first one was funded where I kind of, I kind of feel like I know my path now where I really want to start. Hey, I'd love to get published by a publisher and not have to worry about all the other stuff. Yeah. Uh, but right now, um, I really think that Kickstarter is going to be my pathway for, for quite a bit. Really? Got, like, so let me ask you that even though with the recent changes as well with, with their narratives trying to bring in, you know, blockchain on their side, are you comfortable with those changes as a creator on their platform? Yeah, I guess I guess a lot of people have a problem with that because it's an, it's like a, a big environmental hit. I guess that's what I'm understanding it as. Most people uh, think about it that way, but again, you know, you gotta ask better questions about what type of technology they're using because we don't know what they're using yet. You know what I mean? Right, right. Um, I guess 
I guess when it comes down the line, I'll start worrying about it then. Um, no, no. I mean, it's fine if you use it. I got you yeah. listen, but to each their own and what platforms are better for you. It's just a question because I've just seen some people kind of leave the platform and using that as their stance. But, you know, uh, but I'm not reading anywhere where we have some, you know, firm information on what, what's the tools that they're using and this, that, you know, to really have this exodus, you know, undes- undeserved exodus right now, you know. And again, in blockchain, is blockchain. It's something, you know, it's just, we're any new technology, right? Everybody's always running right. <laughs> first. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, they're hugging it. Right, yeah. It makes me think about, like, I don't know if this is, like, comparable, but, you know, every time a new thing came out, like a VCR, VCR or a DVD player or a Blu-ray, there's always some kind of problem with, like, okay. this. this ah, DVD on, like, they scratch, who right. cares? And, like, that shit took out VCR. What's the, you know, although, like, again, back here, I actually have a VCR hiding back there. I still got one. <laughs> I got mass tapes, bro. I got some good stuff. I got the original Friday the 13th on tape, some Freddy's. You know, some cl- some gems, even the exercises, you know, the special editions on, on, of exercises on tape. Right, right, nice. Yeah, I still got a couple one. laying around, like some kung fu stuff maybe. I don't really know what I got, but Ooh, some, some, some stuff like I even find one of my old bootlegs videos with all the gangster movies from back in the day. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah so with Kickstarter, I'm not too worried. Uh, I'll... If I don't know a whole lot about it, to be honest. Yeah, that's so, the whole thing. We don't know what's yeah. popping. So people are running away because they hear, black, oh, blockchain is bad. You know, I, I had an interview. I interviewed someone before uh, recently that, you know, is a blockchain guy. And he's like, yo, people would be using the blockchain and they wouldn't even know they're using the blockchain. This, right. this, this, this is how acclimated this is getting already. Like, you know, those guys relax. <laughs> Yeah, and from what I hear, you know, you know, I see a lot of the complaints on Twitter, but I guess Twitter uses the blockchain. So, yeah, I mean, so they're already using the technology on other other things. So, I think, hey, why does Twitter but not a, a platform to complain? The soap opera, right. yeah, the soap opera, yeah, definitely. <laughs> That's why I love it so much. You know, it, it's fun. You know, you get meet great people, but sometimes you see, oh God, there's so many soapbox moments on that platform. Jesus. Oh yeah. Um, uh, I'm, uh, I laugh. So let's talk about this project, yo. Because right now, actually, no, no. Before we get to the project, so how was it your first project? Getting that out there, you know, building a team behind that, and has it has it gotten easier in the years since up until now? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm finding, and this isn't to um, be rude to some of the people I've worked with in the past, but I've had people like artists and stuff that I was working with just disappear on me, you know. Um, and that, that makes it really hard. Cause then I've had to hire other artists that kind of emanate that style so that I can finish like five more pages of a comic. Um, and that's been, you know, really hard, especially when, you know, you're just spending your own money to pay these people, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, that, that makes it tough. But, uh, I, I'm working with people like Michelle, who I'm doing home free with. Uh, I've worked on a 300 page graphic novel with her previously that we've done. Um, and we've already got, after Home Freeze, five issues are done. We've got another project we want to work on. Oh, after that. So nice. she's like a partner, you know. We're, we're going to be in this for a while together, as long as it keeps going well, you know. How does um, it feel to find somebody, like, 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 you know, true to their word and getting the job done? Oh, it's great. It's great. You know, uh, I'll, I'll work with her forever. I think, like, the way we both enjoy the crime and noir style. Um, so... And we both bring like the same kind of thing to it. We we want to have like that 
you know, fun crime story, but like have it with a heavy emotion to it and heavy yeah. drama and everything. She does that with her characters, and I think I, you know, do that with my words. So I think we we work really well together. Gotcha. I know I have a little teaser for this home free out of five that you, you sent. So you know, you mind if I play it real quick? Let's do it. Let's do it, kiddo. Talk to us. What is Home Free, man? I had the pleasure of reading it. Let me tell you, man, just before you start, that I'm like, just wild, yo. Uh, it's dark. It's deep. You're touching on some crazy things here, bro, you know, with, with the protagonists in, in the story. So, you know, where does it come from? What's popping? Um, all right. This, this is kind of hard to explain. I never actually had to spiel this out, like, uh, out loud before, so... Uh, Home Free is actually the, the graphic novel that I worked on with Michelle. This is actually kind of a sequel. That's, it's like a loose sequel that happens 10 years after the Black Wall. Um, so okay. Home Free, uh, the character Sarah was in the, in the Black Wall. And it basically, uh, the Black Wall, let me start with the Black Wall. This might be a little easier. Okay. That was a comic about um, this this character named Hank, and we're in this uh, world where, uh, you know, surveillance is getting bigger and bigger. So this is obviously written, like, quite a few years ago because nobody thinks about surveillance anymore. But, um, <laughs> you know, uh, but, you know he, he ends up uh, getting a job with a friend who works for a surveillance company, and everything starts kind of spiraling out of control from there because um, we don't know what his friend's really up to. Um, and Hank is kind of just doing the things his friends wants to do because after he met this girl, Sarah, she disappeared. Um, and then, because when he met her, he, he like beat up the guard to get her away from him and then she disappeared on him. And so he's been tracking her the whole time but doing these odd jobs for his friend on the side and the story kind of comes to you at the end. Hopefully that kind of makes sense. Okay. Uh, and then th this story is 10 years after the events that happened in that story. And I wrote this one in such a way that you don't have to have read the first comic. Um, okay. you, it's, so if you read this comic and then you read The Black Wall, it's going to completely make sense, but in a completely different way. And if you read The Black Wall first and then you read Home Free, it's just going to build off of that story. And you're going to see the what happens to Sarah afterwards and – 
the way her mind was like changed because of so that comment. You can either read it in order and, and, and like dig, dig, dig the escalation, or read it backwards and get a pro fiction feel. Yeah, yeah. If you read it backwards, <laughs> you're just going to get a whole different picture, you know. Because this this comic sets things up um, in the black wall, maybe not as they were, but as they're perceived. So, and that was on purpose. Did you plan? Oh yeah, that was on purpose. Okay. Yeah, we did that on purpose because I mean, the black wall was a web comic. Uh, we had readers, but it wasn't it wasn't like a huge web comic that everybody knew. So okay. we wanted to make a build up of Home Free on Kickstarter to uh, you know release these issues and then release the black wall as it's finally in print after this, so that it's kind of like, oh wow, so now this thing's coming out. What's it all about? You know, who is this Hank guy she's talking about? Gotcha. You know, what's they, going they on in this scenery? Talk to me about this uh, scene, because this is gorgeous. Again, you cheese that you find a hell of a collaborator. Yeah, Michelle's great, man. She's just, like, real professional, and she works with uh, black and white art really great. She does the noir and crime thing beautifully. And it's funny because she either does this or she does, like, really colorful kids' comics. So it's, like, <laughs> this complete opposite of each other. She's... It's great, though. I love Either it. I'm know, stabbing it's somebody in the eye or I got some cutesy stuff for you with an umbrella. Exactly. Oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's great, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, so this story starts out with um, uh, Sarah meeting this girl, Emmy, in a bar. Uh, Emmy has a black eye, and Sarah used to be a prostitute. Emmy is a prostitute currently, and she kind of knows. You know, she knows that what life she's living. Um, and she sees that black guy and it's just bringing her back to like, you know, when she, what she used to do. Um, and so she Im- immediately, they connect with each other and this is like where the journey begins, you know, and like all crime, anything, you know, things only get worse, you know, every yeah. step they take, you know, something bad happens and, you know, desperate people making desperate decisions in a desperate world. That's kind of how I describe crime stuff. Gotcha, man. And where do the designs come from? Do you give, you know, your artist direction on the look of the characters, or is this free will on, on you know, on her process? You know, I, I like to be really loose um, with artists. Uh, I don't like to give total direction, like every little detail. So, you know, my panel descriptions, uh, I, put it, I put it in there, like what's going on in the frame. But, you know, all that emotion that comes out of the, each panel you see, that's all Michelle, you know. Um, so it's, I'm sure she's reading the dialogue and kind of looking at what what I have kind of planned out with the panel. And, you know, and then, then she brings what she's going to do, you know. Um, so I, I like to work pretty loose with artists unless the scene kind of is really specific, you know. Cause I, you know, I'll, the artist is, like, they know what to do, you know. If, they, yes, if they're they a do. comic book artist. They know what to bring already. You don't have to tell them too much. They know what's going on. Ooh, and look at this. I mean, what's going on there? That That's a moment that looks, you know, shady to me. Like, what is popping, you know? What's going right, on right. here? Right, yeah. She's checking on, you know, checking to see if uh, someone's at the motel that she's staying at so they can go inside and do something. But, you know, she's got to make sure somebody's not there before she can do it. Yeah, that reminds me of me growing up in Brooklyn. Like, yo, they're on the phone. <laughs> right. No, no. no. <laughs> oh, man. And what's going on here? And I, I really love this scene. I mean, it, it's beautifully captured. You're getting your artist's 
uh, hand is just dope. The line work, everything, the emotion. I mean, even the way she pointed the gun, you know, you know this lady about to get her head blown off. What's popping here? Who right. Is lady yeah. Her head out the window. You know, um, she's a she's another character that Emmy knows that you know is overhearing them. Uh, she's you know she's talked a little smack to them. You know, Sarah's not going to take that, and you know, mm. she's she's just letting her know, hey man, you know, I'm a threat. Don't mess so, with me. So basically, this lady is the bochinchera, the Miss Florinda of of the of the neighborhood, the gossiping queen, and she she right. just got checked. <laughs> like, exactly. You know, Sure. All right. She getting for you gossipers out there. Is what happens? What a yeah. <laughs> Don't mess around. <laughs> oh, and who is this homie? What is going on okay. here? I mean, look, look at this dude. He looks like a total. Uh, and she really does, you know, show it. He looks like a total a hole. Right. Well, he is. Uh, this is Griff. <laughs> he's the. His name is Griff. Uh, he's the pimp. Uh, you know, this takes place in Coos Bay, Oregon. If you're not familiar with the area, it's just like, it's a kind of a um, a port town, uh, a port city, I guess, more in Oregon. It's you know. So you live there too? Oh no, no, I didn't live there. Um, okay, I was, just, I was about I, to say that. John been everywhere, then. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, Griff, I wanted him to look like if you're gonna have like. You know, a pimp in Oregon, what's he going to look like? He's going to look like an Oregon dude, you know? Um, so, beard, you know, <laughs> beanie and all that stuff. You know, this this is his look. Um, so, you know, you should look at him and be a little, you know, cautious of this guy. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, we, we, and we do meet him in the story. Oh, boy. You know what I mean? Well, the Kickstarter is done, you know, I, I, uh, right there. That, that was it, you know, but we got issue two, you said, in the works. Talk to me about that. Right. Talk to me about um, issue two. Talk to me about that launch, man, when, when it's coming, because I need to know what happens, because you got me hooked already. You are yeah. mean. You're going to keep me waiting like this. Right, I know. Michelle's working on pages right now. Um, we want to, you know, we, we like, we want the project to be done before we start the Kickstarter. We don't, we don't want to, uh, printing, especially right now with, uh, the way things are going with the, the boats yeah. and, you know, uh, in, in the water and, like, things are not being shipped. Um, it, it's the, the printing is taking long enough. Uh, so we want to make sure that it's just ready to go when it's ready to go. Um, Thank you. Thanks for taking that, that, that type of responsibility on because a lot of people just, you know, want to get funded and then afterwards finish. Like, nah, how about finish, get funded? So that way we know we're getting our book, regardless of the way. At least, like you said, at least we understand what's going on. Right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, I'm hoping, you know, maybe by April we can uh, do this one. Uh, that's that's what I'm hoping for. Uh, we'll see. Uh, it shouldn't be too far off in the future, but it's going to be kind of the continuing uh, adventures of Emmy and Sarah on the road. Um, the next one, I'll. To say here, it's uh, called this one. This first issue is called Out of the Fog. The next one's called Into the Woods. You know, she reminds uh, me of she, she reminds me of like an equalizer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Sarah. You know, she's had a rough life, man. She's not one to mess with. Uh, it's obvious. Know, she's, Whenever she's, she's learned to take care of herself. Yeah, she, she's she's a badass, honey, right there. You know, kicking some ass and taking names like yo, all right, what's popping? Right. Uh, I, I like that, man. Now, let me ask you here. If you 
could have a choice on putting this on any different type of media platform outside of comics, what type of platform would you love to see this on? You know, animated film, TV show, what? Man. Do you ever think about uh, it like that? <laughs> I guess, if anything, I, would, I do want to say, like, you know, I am, like, I know there's a lot of people out there and they get mad because, like, you know, people are writing comics like their movies or whatever. But, you know, I write as a comic first. Uh, and But if anything, we I... We put no good stuff, and it's okay. So, you know, a lot of people write stuff just to write stuff, and it's okay. Right, but it's right. stuff. Don't get mad. It's not it's not your fault you created some hot shit that people want to see some place <laughs> on another media. It's okay. Don't get mad. Yeah, some people do it purposely. A lot of people, but a lot more don't. Right. Right. And, and, and um, one of those, you're doing it for the love right now. I could tell because you've had a long journey. Yeah, yeah, I, I have had a long journey. Um, so I, I don't know. Like, I think it'd be fun in both ways. Like, you know, of course, I would love to see an awesome movie made. But yeah, I think it'd be really cool to, like, just write this as a novel, like a long form, like just like Ooh, a pulpy, like old nice. school novel. You know what I mean? Um, paper bag that I have in my back pocket reading on the subway, right, at some point. Hey. Like, oh, my gosh, what's going on? With, with those crazy noir covers from back in the day. <laughs> exactly, man, exactly. <laughs> Yo, dude, that's – I thank you. You see, you totally switched my question around. Yes, make the mother efforts pros uh, on some old school take. I like that. That's actually great. Thank you for, for taking that whole narrative and switching it, you see. You taught me something. Right, right. <laughs> that actually is true, man. I mean – I, with everything nostalgic coming back, why not that format in this? I mean, one of my buddies in, in Comic Crusaders, you know, my man Chris Buse is doing that. He wrote his first novel, very noir, with a lot of old school influences and, and uh, tags, if you will. So, you know, check it out. The Neon Graveyard, he calls it on, on uh, Amazon. Oh, great right name. Yeah, oh, it is, and a great cover was on by Dave Elliott. You know, team effort, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm a huge film or, or film noir fan, so I just actually started reading the last few years like books that the film noirs are based on, all those the old like pulpy crime stories, and man, they're so good. They're just like real tightly written. They they don't go on too long, and they just kind of you know give you what you want. They're they're awesome. Oh, agreed, man. I mean that that that. Chris himself again always tries to put us on to some some old school flicks like oh uh, you, you need to watch this you need to watch that and I, uh, one of the films uh, what was it they were like oh I never seen homie uh, you know they oh fear and desire is one of them uh, okay you know they're talking about and um, oh my god there's several others I'm sorry uh, they just there's a lot going. and they all have similar titles so you know. I <laughs> You know, there's always, like, you know, something about fear or desire in the tile. So that, that makes sense. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's always like that. You know, it is crazy. But, yeah, man, I mean, you know, everybody's digging it. So if that comes back, I don't mind it. You know, let, let's do it. And then you're helping to bring it back. Now, while you're doing this crime stuff with this character, you told me you love horror. So what's up, man? Oh, yeah. We're going to get any horror coming your way, too, or what? Coming our way from you? Yeah. What's going on? If you go to my website, I have two out um, right now. Uh, one's called Goblet at the Black Oak, and the other one's called Upon the Judge's Orders. They're both my the style. I like doing gothic horror. Like my favorite movies oh, okay. are like the old Universal and like the British Hammer films from the '60s with like Peter Cushing, Christopher Lee. Oh, yeah, all that. yeah, man, legends, legends, yo. Yeah, dude. So that's that's what I'm trying to do. Is I, I try to make like comics that 
kind of have that style. They're they're set in that kind of world, where like this old Europe. Maybe it's not really old Europe, you know, but uh, it's, it's it's in it's that kind of something. world. So. It's old something. It's old man. something, man. That's that's all, that's all that matters. It looks it looks right. Um, yeah, well. so, so I do like you know uh, I've got those two, and I've got one I'm working on right now actually that I'm hoping after Home Free and the Black Wall are funded on Kickstarter. Um, the next one, what I'm going for is, uh, it's a kind of a gothic, um, ghost story called The Long Death. Um, working with an artist out of Poland right now on that one. She's really talented. I can't wait to put this whole thing together because I have some big ideas for it. And another you know, thing, yeah. So you, you keep finding, you know, female artists. I mean, when I went to New York Comic Con, what was in 2019, let me tell you, man, artists alley, the females were kicking dudes' asses artistically. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I was like, damn, yo, yeah, yeah, I'm murdering all the dudes here. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, no. I, yeah, I just like, uh, I've worked with a lot of different artists, male and female. Yeah. Um, just so yeah, the last two just happened to be female. That's it's just because they just really digging the art that they're doing. Yeah, yeah, they they really you know because they really come from a different view too. I mean, again, mm-hmm. you know, in the example with, with Home Free and your art is there, you know, the emote like really, you know, it's like they really could really capture emotion in the art mm-hmm. really well. Yeah, I'm not saying that dudes can't, but you know, but you know, I, they're more in tune, like you know, with emotions as females as opposed to us, you know. Okay. Cold men, apparently. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we love seeing movies, you know, chopped heads. My wife turns away. How could you watch this? I'm not, I'm not there with a smile. Oh, that looks so cool. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> We're sickos, John. We're sickos with this yeah, horror. Yeah, going on with, with us. Yeah, you know, not only playing. But, dude, man, you're an amazing guest. So, in this journey, right, because we've had it, what type of advice can you give anybody trying to step into the game, too, man, and, you know, and keep going like you have? Man, it's, it's, you gotta have patience. I think patience is gonna take you really far. Um, like I said, I've been doing this, I'm just gonna say I'm 43 right now, okay? I've been doing this since I, I was in my- 43, 20s. look at your beard, man, look at mine, I'm 46. <laughs> what a difference. Hey, hey, I got gray in there, you can see it, it's all there. It's alright, but look, you still got more darkness, it blends in with your sweater, my ass just pops out right. no matter what sweater. If I wear a gray one, maybe. Yeah, right, right. Hey, man, I dig the gray. I'm looking forward to it, you know? Whatever. Oh, well, cool. something on that size, it will look cool. Mine's, you know, it's getting there. I'm trying to do that 300 look, you know what I mean? you <laughs> get it. I've, been, I've had this thing on my chin for 20 years, all right? So it's going to take time. <laughs> I hope you haven't found any lost cheeseburgers in there. <laughs> no, no, nothing yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> what was the question? <laughs> It's totally I mean, you know, uh, advice, oh. advice, advice in the journey, you know, and, and sticking to it. You said patience, right? Yeah, you're making comic books, all right? This is, you got to be the most patient human being because this is a long process. Even for a 24-page comic book, I mean, just from creation, you know, whatever, you're, if you're the writer, you know, you're brainstorming, you're actually writing of it, rewriting it, rewriting it again, getting the artists on it. After the artist is all done, before you send out the letters, you're looking at the images and the script, and you're rewriting it again. Send mm-hmm. it out. Then, okay, so now you got it lettered and everything's all ready. Uh, then you got to put it out there and figure that whole thing out. And that can take a long time to even gain traction on like one one story, you know. And you really got to put your work in. So I'd say just have lots of patience and just keep going, you know. Uh, just be a patient human being. You'll get far, I think, or at least. Love what you do also, and, yes. uh, you know, 
I don't know, like I've spent a lot of money on this, trying to get this done throughout the years, and I keep doing it. I love it. I don't want to do anything else. Is that, you know? That's the proof of that you love what you do. That, 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 see, folks, you're going back to the comment before. Like, see, you really are doing this for the love of the creation of the book. You know, whatever else happens, you know, God willing, you know, let doors open everywhere they can. You know, don't let nobody hate on anyone's success, no matter where it comes from. You know what I mean? And so, you know, right. bless you on your journey, man. Thank you for being on this journey and sharing your creativity with us and giving us stuff to read and making me intrigued because this is what you're doing with this crime stuff, man. You know, it's not, this is not smiling ear to ear stuff. This is intrigue. Like, oh, my God, what's going to happen next? Jesus Christ. Damn, you know, you're hitting the mark, kiddo, and you keep All up right, with amazing you. artists that, such as you are, bro. I see nothing but great things for you, bro. Oh, my God. All right, I can't wait to take much, a read I appreciate this. that. I rec- you know, people, so what's the website again? The Gumroad, you said, website? Where do we go? Gumroad what? You know, if you go to my Twitter, it's, uh, you're gonna just, uh, you can just probably search Coffee Time Comics, uh, just spelled like it is on the screen. Just um, go there, Coffee Gumroad. Time anywhere. Yeah. And if you go to my Twitter or Instagram, I'll have a link tree uh, with everything on there. So there you, you can go. find it easily. Make sure to support. So how much is it? So are you offering print and digital, both? What, what can I, we get? Right now, Home Freeze, uh, just digital on there, it's $3. Um, as soon as the print, I get all the prints in, which, you know, they're, they're being shipped right now, so who knows when that's going to be. But uh, as soon as those uh, come in, I'll have prints on there as well. well. Excellent, excellent. Will you be selling signed copies too? Because we're going to want that signature for this future star over here. All right, yeah. Yeah, I, I can sign them. <laughs> excellent excellent so there you go folks you know make sure to support it and you know project number two coming by april we hope right so you know he's I gonna tackle so. everything from from part one get that out the way so he can fully concentrate on issue two and make sure that you get the best story there too because yo let me tell you issue one is a kick-ass story it's, it's dark it's deep you know some heavy themes going on here but, I mean, it's something that intrigues you, though. You know, great characterization, you know, and world building. So, you know, kudos on you and your, and, uh, and your artist for, for, you know, creating something that, you know, is, in fact, very enjoyable to read. And, again, took me out for a minute. Like, you know, but if he's watching movies, I didn't hear anything in the background. I was so, you know, like, just focused on the story. So, good job again, John. Awesome, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. No, no doubt, my brother. And with that, folks, you know what that also tells you to do, right? So, you know, thank you for tuning in to another Comic Crusaders podcast. Um, Al Mega with the amazing John Cracky. All right? Wepa, pa que sepa. Hasta la próxima, mi gente. Later. Thank you for listening to the Comic Crusaders podcast. If you like the content, please subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, please visit ComicCrusaders.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCaves.com. And also, make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app on the Google Play Store today. 